Howdy folks and welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video game news and reviews for all you filth casuals out there I'm Don, I go with Diddy in the gaming community With me this evening as always is Jay Dimes What's going on? This is episode 155 and today is March 13th, 2023 And on the program today, Gross Collar is off to new endeavors How do, do the companies pick what game they're going to work on next? Let's go farming and immersion is all the rage today so on the show today i want to talk about the stupidity of certifications <laughs> i have been a developer for almost 30 years i have seen it all <laughs> i have i have done all just about all there is to do with security the contract I'm on is requiring everybody to go get a Security Plus certification. The Security Plus certification is lame and it's stupid and it has very little to do with security. It is basically, can you learn a bunch of acronyms, what we want them to mean, and then regurgitate that over 90 questions? Are they going to pay for it though? They will pay for me to take the test, yes. Well, that's good. But I, I'm old. I don't learn. <laughs> I don't learn lists of things well anymore. It's just, it's dumb. And then, like, they'll, like, I've been taking these practice tests. They'll give you a question, and, and they'll, like, put, they'll just list four acronyms. And it's like, no, you know, if you just spelt that out... <laughs> I would know what it would, would make a lot more, a lot more sense. I, I just, wow. Uh, there are a lot of certifications out there that are like this. Um, do you have any stuff? You're in IT, right? Yep. Nope. Uh, back in the day I had, I was an MCSE. Um, I've had, you know, product specialist certifications. I'm currently a scrum master, certified scrum master. Um, that one, okay. So, so that one probably was okay. Certified scrum master that actually taught me something. Cause I didn't really know a lot about it before I went and got that one. But the rest of these, it's just like, can you, you know, can you regurgitate the, the terms that we want you to know? And in what context it's just really bad. So I, my pet peeve, my old man moment, now get off my lawn um, for the day. So uh, we are actually a week late because um, Jay Dimes had a little procedure done. Uh, in, how's that going? So I can see better now with not wearing glasses than I could before. Um, well, that's good. But I am, I am still not. Uh, I'd say maybe I'm. I'm about sixty-five, seventy percent. I, I think last week when I went into the eye doctor, they said I was twenty. I was reading twenty fifty. Um. So well, that's not bad. That's that's no. That's I okay. mean. It's, I mean, it's, it's functional. Ignore, I, I can read things that are the person behind me. <laughs> of a decent sized text. Um, but things that are like fine print, mm -hmm. um, still kind of give me issues. So, so what, what was your, uh, visual affliction before you went for your, Oh, I don't even know. Something awful. <laughs> Something awful. I mean, like in contacts, I think I was in negative four and a half and a negative five and a half. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've been wearing, I've worn glasses since I was in third grade. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what mine are. Um, I, it's funny. I actually asked, I asked my doctor about LASIK and he said, well, yeah, not really. 
It's not really worth it for you. <laughs> yeah, how old are you, Dom? 60. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in talking when I was like going through the whole discussion with them, they, I think once you get on like the other side of like 55, mm -hmm. the thought is that you are going to develop cataracts sooner rather than later. Yeah. That's what he told me. And when you go in to do the cataract surgery, it's going to fix your vision. Yep. Yeah. That's so. what he said. He said, usually they do that when they do cataracts. So, yep. And at your... Now, I mean, you could go your whole life and never get cataracts, which is entirely yeah, I... possible. Well, from what he told me, everybody gets them to some degree. Yeah, it's a matter of how bad they are and whether or not you go into good. Like my sister, my sister who's 50, she needs to have cataract surgery. So she is on the younger side of needing to have them removed. And my dad, who is... 71 is now at the point where he needs to have cataract surgery. Hmm. So. And see, my dad, who is 80, well, will be 80, uh, doesn't have them at all. <laughs> Does he wear glasses? Yes. Yeah. Regulars or just readers? Regulars. Okay. Yeah, no, no, like, if I take my glasses off, I can't read anything, but I can still see. Like, I could read a street sign. Oh, no, no, no. If I take, if I took my glasses off, I could see nothing. Yeah. I, I, like, everything was a blur. Like, like, the things, like, the numbers on the Google Home, they're nope. fuzzy, but I can read them. Nope. I can't read anything on that. the screen. None can, of that. I can see you and I could not I couldn't sit and watch TV without I can my watch, glasses on. Yeah, I can watch TV. Um nope. now it depends. Like on a smaller TV, I can tell that there are red blobs and blue blobs playing playing soccer against each other, but <laughs> on my fifty five inch TV in the living room that I'm probably that we probably sit 15 feet from mm -hmm. previously I couldn't yeah. I couldn't make anything out yeah my, my I couldn't lay in bed like I couldn't that. lay in bed and watch TV after I took my glasses off so like that is a large improvement where my eyes are right now because I can definitely like lay in the bed and watch TV uh, oh, or sit really on the good. couch and watch TV even with my eyes not being a hundred percent yeah um I could read a book uh, or a magazine with like where my eyes are now, but like looking at this computer screen, mm -hmm. although I can read the text, um, it isn't sharp by any oh. means. I wonder if that's because of the pixelation. Because, I mean, if you blow that up, it's not sharp edges. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I have chalked it up to just like, I don't have, I don't have that sharpness in my eyes yet. Like maybe, you know, if I was at 2030, mm -hmm. probably wouldn't be a problem, but you know. But still, and they, they say that it'll clear up eventually or. Have to yeah, I mean, a hundred percent healing they say can take up to six months. Oh, wow! Um, but yeah, I had a buddy who um, uh, he had a detached retina. Oh, yeah. And um, they told him a year after he had the surgery to fix it. They told him, "Man, yeah, you, you." Yeah, I have a friend that's having a cornea transplant, and I think they've they've rated him about four to six months. So. Most people, when they think of like, and I didn't have LASIK, um, they use the same laser, but the methodology is different. So when you do LASIK surgery, they take a laser and they cut a flap at the top of your cornea, like right, above yeah. your actual cornea. And then they use the laser to kind of reshape your cornea and then put the flap back down and you walk out and typically you're good to go within a couple of days mm -hmm. uh, because they just have that flap. So I had what they call PRK, which is the surgery that was actually the precursor to 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 um, 
the LASIK. LASIK. And and the benefit primarily is for is for people that don't have enough surface material above the cornea to make a flat. Oh. Oh. So what they do instead is they remove the material ab- over the cornea where they would have cut the flap. They just mm-hmm. remove it, fix your cornea, and then put a contact back on, put a contact, a bandage, a contact bandage on that you wear for like five to seven days to give your cornea enough time to regenerate, which is hell. Uh, Is it it bad? It was, it was awful. I mean, I can say I tried to be a pretty good patient and not, um, like complain a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like, I told Vanessa when we went back in the t- that Tuesday, I was like, if they tell me that they're not taking these these bandages off, like it's gonna be a problem <laughs> because it was it was untenable. Like you, I couldn't sleep. They itched and burned, um, which made like like I couldn't sleep at night. I really only slept during the day, so I ended up actually taking a week off of work, which I didn't expect. Oh to have to do because like I couldn't see. But like part of it was I couldn't see. And the other part was I was just absolutely miserable just... during mm. during the day. Like so all I did was sleep during the day and because I slept all day, I couldn't sleep, at night, sleep at night. But yeah. I couldn't sleep at night because I was totally uncomfortable. So um yeah look I Vanessa says she was like, "Oh, you know, when it's all said and done, like you'll be happy with the decision because your eyes will be fine." And I'm like, "Yeah, probably, but I don't think I would do it again." Oh, really? Nah. Like, Better if somebody was like, "Oh, I wanted to get," I, you know, if somebody told me like, "Hey, I want to get vision correction surgery, and I can't do LASIK, I have to do the PRK," I'd be like, "Man, I don't know. Like, you really got to decide how much you hate." <laughs> wearing glasses because those five days awful Mm. awful and then it's just like the whole like it's just not a quick heal i mean and yeah i had a long conversation with with the nurse on when did i when did i go back into the doctor's office i think it was tuesday or maybe wednesday we went back in and i had a conversation with one of the nurses, a conversation I probably should have had before, before you, before the surgery. Yeah. Like, uh, like a more detailed conversation than I think they gave me beforehand about the process and like how long, like you, it really takes to heal and get right. And I don't know, maybe if I'd had that conversation before I would have made a different decision. I don't know. Um, but like yeah, I mean you're like you're really waiting for like your cornea to grow back. Like, you know, it's grown back enough at this point where they're like comfortable with me not having that bandage in mm-hmm. and like comfortable that I won't do additional damage to it. But not enough that like my eye is going to be where it where it needs to be. And also like so besides that top layer but like also like your actual cornea has to kind of heal up too from the from the surgery right cuz they yeah scraped it off or yeah, yeah, yeah so uh yeah we'll see i mean interesting you know, I, my hope is that you know by the time i go back to see them again at the end of the month I was just gonna ask that i'll be a little back. yeah march march 30th um, hopefully my vision will have improved even more. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, it's good. Well, I'm, I'm glad it, it all worked out. Generally speaking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still working. Um, yeah. but yeah, like just day to day work would be a lot easier if things were a little clearer. So mm-hmm. All right, and that is your uh, medical podcast for the night. Uh, yep. <laughs> we have taught you all about the uh, eye surgery and how stupid certifications are. 
All right, so, so let's get into the um, the first story here. Uh, citing a combination of personal loss and professional considerations, Greg Street, also known as Ghost Crawler, uh, announced that he has stepped down from Riot Games. Uh, former World of Warcraft lead systems designer has been at Riot for the last nine years, spending at least three of them heading the development of a new uh, MMORPG set in the League of Legends universe. I know nothing about League of Legends other than it's one of those games that I don't really want to have anything to do with. Um, but I have seen like some of the drawings and stuff of this, which looks pretty cool. And I'm willing to give an MMO a shot, you know, a try to, to see if it's any good. Um, I think the big deal about this though is um, Greg Street left Blizzard to go um, to go to Riot Games if I'm not mistaken uh, I don't I don't think he's going anywhere right now I think it's just a I'm stepping down uh, so it makes me I mean good for him I mean, he's very wealthy. <laughs> One of the original 10, I think, at, at Blizzard. So, uh, your thoughts is, would you be interested in playing League of Legends? Have you ever played League of Legends? Are you interested in playing the MMO? I have never played League of Legends. I did spend a fair amount of time one weekend when I was in Mall of America. <laughs> um... Will and I went into the Microsoft store in Mall of America. And there were three kids in there, oh, three teenagers, in there playing League of Legends. I guess they'd like, Microsoft like allowed people to come in on Saturdays and play or like they sponsored some sort of mm -hmm. league or whatever. There were three kids playing on like this huge screen and at the back of the store. And I did sit and watch them play for a little bit. But top-down games have never really held a lot of interest for me. No. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's why I've never really got into, like, Diablo or League or I, WoW. I was going to say, so you're not, you're not uh, excited about June? <laughs> no. But I'm happy for those people that it's, uh, I, uh, that it's a thing for, you know? I love Dungeon Crawlers. Absolutely love them. Um, yeah, I I don't know why. No, no reason as to why he's leaving other than I just found it interesting that he is leaving after he left Blizzard to go start this at Riot Games. And then, but he's been there a while, right? Nine years. Yeah. I mean, listen. You get to a point where it's like, hey, I've got money. Um, yeah, I think that's part of it too, right? He, he's got enough money that he doesn't have to work. You only do it if you love it, you know, and you're, you know, still passionate about it. And he was at Blizzard for ugh, a long, long time. <laughs> and he didn't well. start, did he start right? He didn't start Riot Games, right? No, Riot Games no, existed no, no. before he got Riot there. Riot Games started. Yeah, yeah so. Him. Yeah, I think it's probably one of those things where, listen, he doesn't own it. It ain't his baby. He yeah. gave him nine years. He got his money. Um, I mean, heck, maybe, maybe they didn't want to pay him enough. Maybe that that's possible. <laughs> I, I wonder a little bit about Riot Games because uh, uh, the other guys that were at Riot Games, they left. And they started their own company. I, I don't remember the name of the company. Um I don't remember, oh. but yeah, this they, guy, he's got a PhD in marine science. <laughs> he's talked about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he looks like he decided to go do something that had nothing to do. I think he, he got, he was in school and met the guys from Blizzard. And when he got out, they talked him into coming, coming to join them. And as they say, the rest is history. Yeah, it makes me wonder about Riot Games, though. Oh, maybe it's not the nicest place to work. 
Maybe. I, listen, I would imagine that most game studios are not the nicest places to work. Uh, uh, yeah. Un unfortunately, I think the type of person that the video game industry, I mean, I, I shouldn't say, I guess it's probably getting better, but it probably still has a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, sort of along those lines um, of game studios and, and new games, Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann has explained the process the studio went through when deciding which game to develop next. Uh, this article actually wasn't that informative and basically said Naughty Dog can do whatever they want because they were, they were very successful. But it got hmm. me thinking about how do the companies pick which game they're going to do next? Which game made us the most money last time? And you would think it would be which game made us the most money next or last time. But there are certain companies like Naughty Dog and Blizzard and, and Bethesda, and they don't have to. Microsoft Studios, they don't really have to, right? They're, they want to pursue something different they could. Um, like Naughty Dog walked away from, they're not making another Uncharted. They said they're not going to, they said they didn't want to do it and they're, they're just not. Um, that doesn't mean somebody else can't do it. Right, right. Well, cause they don't own it anymore. Well, like, they don't own it anymore. Yes, but. So yeah, it'll be somebody else's IP. Um, so you're yeah. of the opinion it's all about money. Well, I mean, uh -huh. okay, yeah, it's got to be all. It's, part of it has to be all about money, right? You, you, you gotta, you gotta feel. Yeah, like I mean, nobody's out you... here making games that they don't think is going to bring in any money. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> we're going to talk about that later, maybe. <laughs> the, it, it's funny because, like, nobody want like the the hardest thing to do is make a new IP that's going to make you money. Right. I, I'll say this. Naughty Dog has some leverage to say they don't want to make another Uncharted game because they're going to make another Last of Us game. Right. Now, he's, he did say that he they are well into the development of the next game, but he wouldn't say what it is. It's probably a Last of Us game. Well, we already sort of know it's Last of Us 3. Is It almost has to they be. Have, they have four franchises. Crash Bandicoot. That's not bringing in the dollars. Nope. Jack and Draxter. That's not bringing well, in the they, dollars. And they just did one of those, right? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uncharted. And The Last of Us. And The Last of Us. And so of... sure. Say you're not making an Uncharted, but you're gonna make The Last of Us. Otherwise, and last what of they us got sort you of for. came out of nowhere, right? It's sort of I wasn't a lot of, I don't seem to remember there was a lot of fanfare before that came out. And then it, yeah, it was, it was, it was, no, it was a good, it was a good strike while the iron's hot mm -hmm. on the zombie thing. And, yep. um, I would be shocked if Sony didn't ask for another uncharted game from some studio. Yeah. They may, they may take some other studio may take that game. And, but if Druckmann's not, not involved, Will it be well, I mean, that's his choice. It is. But listen, Sony paid for some IP. Yeah. You know, like, I don't remember how much they paid when they bought Naughty Dog, but I'm sure that The Last of Us alone is not going to recoup all that money. I mean, maybe it will. Um... Yeah, I'm yeah. looking on their Wikipedia no, page, but I'm not I'm, seeing I'm, when they bought yeah. it. We're looking up to see how much they made. I yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, he's he is definitely. I mean, like he's been heavily involved with the TV show, which is phenomenal. By the way, it's just I the things they've changed were changed for a reason to make sense. And so it's good. Uh, but the show itself is very, very good. 
Yeah, I'm I'm very behind. Like we were a couple episodes behind. Oh, we're horrible. Um, before we got surgery, and before I got surgery, and then, um, just haven't caught back up. We and Will's working now, so it's become even more difficult. Yeah, we finally got caught up on whatever we were watching. Mandalorian. Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally behind. Yeah, we find yeah, we caught up on Mandalorian. Oh yeah, right. I'm oh, oh, oh speaking of which. Um um sidebar. Um we watched Mandalorian uh the last ep last episode of Mandalorian the other night and we then we're like, well, we need something short to watch. And they had this other show in there called um Star Wars Shorts. Oh, yeah. 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 They were excellent. They were really good. And a lot of them were about uh, Ahsoka and, mm. um, and, uh, um, 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 crap. That, that's the series where they did like the manga episode, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's they did a comic really about Star good. Wars Visions, um, about that. I have not watched that, but I do remember I was in Starbucks one day. And there was a guy who had this hat on and I recognized it from being from Star Wars, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was. And we started talking about the Star Wars shorts because it was a logo from one of those, one of those episodes. Oh, from one of the, one of the factions. And yeah. It, and it's great because they pull characters from all over the place. Like it had Rex in it in one or two of them. Uh, it had Ahsoka in um in it. It had Darth Maul in it. It had you know, uh, Duka, uh, Doku. It had uh, Palpatine. Uh, it just it had lots of people in it. Anakin, obviously, and Qui Gon and Mace Windu. Just, just sort of all over the place in that era. It was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. Good old Mace Windu. My favorite one, my favorite character in Star Wars. I know it's weird, but now I love Mace. Yeah, I'm sad that you know he's gone, and that mm -hmm. they haven't given me a lightsaber that I can buy. But oh, Mace is still oh. my guy. Don't get me started on lightsabers. You can buy his lightsaber from where? All over the place. There's, I found no less than five places online. But they're not officially licensed lightsabers. They're not. Yes, they are officially licensed lightsabers. Uh, I think art, art score is one of them. I'll get the list. I'll put the list up. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, there's all kinds of places that you can buy them. Oh, they actually have dueling sabers. Oh yeah, I see the art saber, but the art sabers one is four hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, they aren't Jeez. cheap. <laughs> None of them are. Yeah, cheap. no. Listen, I want like the I'm I'm looking for like the black series elite uh, ones, like you can get it like Disney. Yeah, I, they they have the elite series. Like I said, they have actual dueling sabers where you know they're solid. I I was just like I was I. So this all started, I was like, I'm never getting to Disney to buy my, to make my lightsaber. It just isn't because somebody that I know just went and they got to get their lightsaber. And I'm like, everybody's got their lightsaber, but me, and I don't, I, I'm like Man, the big Star listen, Wars fan. Just, just get your happy butt on a plane and go to Florida. I hate Florida. I don't want to go to Florida. <laughs> I have Man, to go out to, to California to do it. Uh, but just just fly into Florida for the day, go to oh, Disney, get back on the plane, and fly just, back home. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we almost went to Florida. We almost went and did. They've got this thing where you, it's a hotel, but it's an experience, and it's like yeah. you're on a Star Cruiser. Mm -hmm. It was cool. It was, Kevin Smith talked about that. It was uh, when they really first opened it. Expensive. Uh huh. But. It was um, 
so I think it's called Galactic Star Cruiser, maybe, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, that sounds about right. We were, my wife was going to go for a different conference, and it happened to be down there, and we were in Orlando, and we we're like, "Well, if we're going to do that. Let's go do something really cool." And since we didn't get to go to COVID, our vacation fund has been <laughs> just sitting there. <laughs> hey, go go to Florida. I mean, you could fly to California, but Actually, that's long, that's a much longer flight. It's a longer flight, but it really isn't that much less more expensive. Oh, well, that's true. Except for everything costs more in California. It does. It does. Maybe there's BlizzCon this year. Uh, that's across, maybe. It's basically across the street. Alrighty. Uh, joystick controllers are the go-to peripheral. Um, but I ran across this article that talked about uh, a whole bunch of other peripherals that there have been over the years. So which ones do you miss and what would you like to see back? The glove. The glove. Yeah. Well, I, I remember, I'm trying to remember what the game was, but I got a rifle for my PlayStation 4. Oh, it was um, Killzone. Was it kill zone? Yep. And it was really cool. Oh, for your four. <clears throat> uh no. The the rifle came with the the rifle that I'm thinking with came with the the package for kill zone two or three with the PlayStation three. I can't remember the name of what game it was, but it was really cool. But this this brought back some. You sure uh, it wasn't the PlayStation Three? Nope, it was definitely four. Um, but this brought back some some uh, really good uh, things. For our Switch, I actually have a Ring Fit, which is really cool. Yeah, I have an unopened Ring Fit package sitting on my rack that I was like, oh, I might as well sell at this point. Nintendo's had some good ones. Remember they had the um, the board, the balance board that you had to, to, oh, to yeah, stand yeah. on? Yeah, um, that was good. DDR had a dance pad, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's some of the other? Oh, yeah, there was the... Um, now there are some like there are a lot of steering wheel setups out there. The uh the the wireless steering wheel that they made for the Xbox 360 mm -hmm. was a great little steering wheel. It was not as responsive as you know like right. some of like the Mad yeah. Cat stuff, but it was a nice steering wheel. That was uh from what I understand it was some sort of the problem with the dance DDR pad um. Here's another one that was really great. Do you remember the game Seen It? Uh, like movie scene. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, so I was going to say it's about movies, right? Yeah, so they had a pair of buzzers oh. that you could use. So, like, you could have game night, and everybody had a controller that was a buzzer that they could use. So, like, you could either buzz in or, like, depending on what type of question it was, you might just have to select an answer oh that would be so and cool I, and i've always thought that would be a great thing for them to bring in especially with uh you don't know jack yes i mean yeah. i think trivia games are like a big miss in general for console gaming uh because it's a great way to have like family game night but mm -hmm. um yeah I uh, I don't know if I got if I've gotten rid of those controllers, I may have I may have like given them away or something like that. But I remember like really enjoying those. Well, it's a couple more listening. Oh, oh, Guitar Hero. That's like yep. You know, one of the biggest ones. That kind of was huge. I was so I'm so I'm so bad. I'm so bad at those rhythm games. I don't know why. Just horrendously bad at them for some reason. Yeah, never been my cup of tea. But uh, Will is Will is good at them. He's 15. He's supposed to be good at 17. Though. Is he 17? 18 in May. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's terrible. Oh my god, how did you get that old? Um, yeah, that's what that's what we say to ourselves all the time. Yeah, I hear you. That's that's the same. Uh, let's see. But is there anything? Else? I don't think there's anything else in here. Um, actually, I guess the VR headsets are sort of that, right? Sort of the new gaming peripheral. Not at the prices they're out here trying to charge people for VR headsets. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, remember? The, oh, this was a long time. Remember the it's a GameCube that had the bongos for Donkey Kong. That's vaguely familiar. Was it for Donkey Kong or was it for um? Oh no, it was for the monkey. <laughs> was it for Skull Island? Oh, uh, was it Banjo Kazooie? Oh, I don't remember. I just remember the bongos. I don't remember what game it was for. That was a great. Yeah, we don't get those. Anymore. No, it was Donkey Kong. It was, was Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Jungle Beat for the That's yeah for the it, GameCube. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, we you're you know actually this article's right. We don't get those cool things anymore, do we? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-uh. We need those guys. Quit being lame. Get get those back. So they, you can get your pair of bongos for about fifty bucks. But you don't have the game system to work on. I think uh, uh, Rock Band, whatever, whatever it was called, I they came out with they had drums, but I think eventually they they did have bongos too. Oh, maybe. I know somebody came out with a symbol for it, and somebody else came out with. Uh, I think somebody came out with a sax for it. I think I see, remember seeing that. So this sort of brings me to another another article I ran across. This one is a completely immersive um, cooperative gaming. So it's sort of like an escape room, except you're wearing a VR headset, and and then you've got to play the game inside this immersive uh, cube. It sounds so cool, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, we got, I got to get Tim and Alex to go do this. <laughs> Where I say, uh, this was on Wired. You guys don't want read Wired. Everybody should, should read Wired. Great. Listen, you know, when I was in college and probably five or six years after college, I had a subscription to Wired. Mm-hmm. And I, I read every issue. Wired kind of fell off. It did. Um... And so now I have like Apple News Plus mm-hmm. and Wired is one of like the uh, one of the article feeds. You yeah, get. one of the article feeds and you can get like periodicals through Apple News Plus. And so, you know, I'll read it, but it's it's never it's never quite reached where it was. Yeah, it was always a little cutting edge before. And it hasn't uh-huh. sort of reached that the same because, you know, they try to be a little more mainstream and reach more people instead of, uh, there, yeah. was, there was a, um, there was a tech magazine I used to subscribe to all the time that used to be like that. I used to love it. And then it, uh, it's put out by MIT and I can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, the technology i yeah i remember what you're talking about i in in my days of tower records Mm -hmm. i used to go into tower some friday nights and i would just go peruse the periodical sections because they were open till like two o'clock in the morning so like you know nothing else was going on i'd go over there and read a bunch of magazines yeah that used to be really cool and now it's just it's not the same it's it's become sort of like popular mechanics (laughs) Mm. which isn't as great as it used to be either no, they used to talk about really cool things, but it was always at a very high level. Yeah, you know, you got one one or two pages about something, not that you could really delve in that much. But Right, yeah. All right, and so that brings us sort of to our last story, um, which I found highly entertaining because we've all done this. Why are simulators of boring activities so popular? I have never paid, played a simulator. I just want to put that out there. 
Really? You've never done like like no. farming no. simulator no. or or no. mowing the the no. mow the grass simulator or anything? Nothing? Will always tries to get me on it and I'm just like, nope. Ah, they're so I don't need a simulator. So I'm out here. I'm out here doing these chores for real. I don't need a simulator. <laughs> I guess flight simulator was sort of the first one, right? This one is actually there's no article to this. This was a video. Um I actually watched the video video on CBS News. They were trying to say that it was from COVID and we were all in lockdown and the the yeah. and I'm like no, these things these things have been out for years. Yeah, no. Flight, years Flight years. Simulator, Flight Simulator is really a for... is a real like when you talk about a sim a simulator mm -hmm. like Flight Simulator is like the real OG of. I had a friend, my friend Charlotte. Her dad, he had like a whole cockpit in mm -hmm. yeah. in his basement, and like he would play Flight Sim like. And I think some of these people that play Flight Simulator, like, religiously, mm -hmm. could probably fly a plane. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, who is, somebody uses it for training. Um, I, I don't remember who it is. I, yeah. I forget who. But uh, In a way that, like, when we talk about, like, Forza and even Gran Turismo being simulators, racing simulators... Mm -hmm. I still don't believe that those games are as picky and as technical as Flight Simulator. Oh, probably not. Yeah. Uh, there is a mode. Oh, what is it? Uh, F1. F1 mm -hmm. has a mode where it's it's technical. And if you touch something with your car, you're pretty much out of the race. Like a normal <laughs> Formula One race. Uh, yeah. It has it has a mode where where it's like that, but there there again I've seen guys with full racing setups, you know with you know the carbon fiber pedals on the on the steering wheel and the foot pedals that you know do the battery trims and crap in the cars. It's it's really amazing. Uh, you can there guys are really into that. So that was all the stories I had for the day. Any any thoughts on any of them? Yeah, any maybe I'll play thoughts? that lawnmower simulator. <laughs> that could be fun. Like if they're gonna let me out there with like the John Deere. There's so many of them out there though. Um like I guess, and also the Sims. I mean, the Sims is a simulator. Sims is sort of a simulator, and and not and not as much like uh, Civ or you know Age of Empires or or something like that. I'm not talking about those kinds of simulators. We're talking about you know mow the grass. There's one for um, power washing. There's a power washing simulator. There's one for uh, well, there's all kinds of them. Are like fish tanks, uh, fish tank simulator, and you got to feed the fish and keep it clean and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've seen all kinds of them. Yeah, there's power washing. It's just <laughs> golf. It's lots of golf simulators. Hey, nothing wrong with a golf simulator. Yeah, I actually. Did you probably can't walk into a golf store nowadays without them having a simulator there? Yeah, that's a big screen. You bang it against the screen, and yeah, you know that was one of my favorite uh, accessories, like for the original Wii. Like you know, you could play yeah. Wii golf. Oh right, yeah, the golf club. Yeah, yeah, the golf club was awesome. Well, already that is all the news stories we do have a video game review. Um, I have spent some time the last couple of weeks playing Atomic Heart, mostly because it was on Xbox Game Pass and I wanted to check it out and see what it was, what it was like. Uh, you have not played this, right? But you're... I have not, but Will has. Will, Will has, has played. Has he yeah. given any feedback on it or... He enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I am enjoying it. 
it it's a good game uh it is a pretty typical fps run around kill the things its biggest thing though is its aesthetic is just amazing so if you don't know anything about it it's set in like cold war era russia and you are you are in the but they've got things like floating cities and things like that that are very technical technologically advanced but like it was you know the 1960s it's pretty amazing the aesthetic of it is really cool the one thing i will say is the voice acting leaves leaves a lot to be desired but the writing the story itself is really good it's a good writing but the some of the lines and the dialogue was like they were really trying too hard um to be edgy and it doesn't come off edgy it just comes off dumb <laughs> you know um it, it's a cool game uh, but I think it, it's drawbacks sort of take away from it where it could have been really fun. Uh, but they sort of missed the boat. There are a lot of times, and you know how I feel about stealth games, where let me play either way. Sometimes I want to go in guns blazing. <laughs> and I feel like this one is... A little too stealthy um and i thought that some of the puzzles were just a little too um right thinking they required a little bit too much dexterity to get through um there was a time or two where i was just threw my hands up and had to quit um, and come back to it later because it was just so frustrating because I couldn't jump on the stupid thing that was spinning and then make <laughs> the next jump to the next thing that was, you know, higher up. And it was just, I just had had enough. <laughs> so I would give it a good six out of 10. Uh, it gets an A plus, uh, like I said, for the aesthetic and the visuals and, and that kind of thing. And the gameplay itself is good. The story is good. It's just that the writing was terrible. <laughs> so, um, that is my my review of Atomic Heart. Uh, and that's it. That's a show. That's a show. Hey, uh, Play Marvel Snap. That's what I'll tell people. Play Marvel Snap if you just want. I Everybody. Something to pour time into. So what uh, is Marvel, Marvel Snap? Snap? Marvel Snap is a card game. Is it a card game? Okay. Yeah, it's um the same guy that was the developer for Hearthstone, I think is the is the brains behind Marvel Snap. Um where you know, your favorite Marvel characters have cards and their cards have powers and you have to build a deck. Mm -hmm. uh, and you are also beholden to the RNG that the game gives you to getting new cards. Um, and it's free to play, but you can also pay to play. The one thing I will say is that the game does not have a very good avenue to play to win or pay to pay to win. Um, it's kind of hard to dump money into the game to like get better things. At least that are reasonable because like some of the bundles that they come out with that you can buy are just like, no, but I'm not spending 50 bucks. Oh, on a bundle yeah. of tokens and gold like mm -hmm. nah um i'm looking this up uh atomic uh, i should have mentioned this atomic heart 
is by Munfish. Um, I don't think they, I don't, hadn't actually heard of them. I'm not sure they've done anything else. Oh yeah, they they were not around before 2017. This first game, so alrighty. Um, oh uh, yeah, so so just to clarify, <laughs> Marvel Snap uh, is developed by a company called Second Dinner, oh. and Second Dinner was started by Ben Brode who was the um, former Hearthstone developer. Oh, okay. Well, so, yes, he would bring a lot of experience in card game development. Yeah, he was with Blizzard for, it looks like, about 15 years. It's funny, a lot of those guys, you know, they, after that initial thing, have gone on to do other things now. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, in this case, he went to start his own studio, you know, and I, I think, I think for a lot of these guys, you work for a machine, but you have very little control over. I the think machine. that's absolutely true. <laughs> yes. You have very little so, control over the. So it's like, Hey, let me go. Let me go do something else where I'm doing something for me. And not for other people. So. Alrighty, folks. That's the show. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to reach out and contribute in any way, uh, email us at joystickandmouse.com at gmail.com. Uh, you can learn to follow us and find all our avenues to download the podcast over at joystickandmouse.com. Be sure to subscribe. And while you're there, leave us a review. Um, on iTunes. And until next time, Tim. Take it easy, folks. All right. We'll see you later, folks. Bye now. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>